Hey, good morning, Adam. How are you doing today? I am awesome. Jack, how about you? I am wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Hey, this is another day for another podcast, huh? We're, we're honing in on what number? How many? This is episode 380, Jack. So we're quickly approaching 400. Maybe we'll get, get there before the end of the year. Wow. That's a lot of them, Adam. It's a lot of hot air contributing to the uh, climate crisis. We're adding ours. <laughs> we got a lot to say. You're right. Well, anyway, my, my name's Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my long-term business partner, Adam Sunhalter. We are a company called Maximum Value Partners, and we have a a uh, it's a coaching company. We coach small business owners uh, from two million ish down to anything. It could go high, it could go low. It, uh, you know, it, it's we're we're dealing with owners of businesses, and we like to help them get out of their problems. And we've been very successful at doing this. Uh, we there aren't too many problems with a small business owner that Adam and I haven't personally involved ourselves with. Could be buying a company, selling a company, valuing a company, auditing a company, analyzing a company. We've done it all. We've owned and operated, and we're, we're experts in the field, and we have fun doing these things, these these podcasts. Uh, we basically don't run out of out of stories because they're the owners themselves are meeting a lot of these things for the first time. We've met them hundreds of times, and we've been successful. And and if somebody stays coachable. We've been successful in, in getting them to the next step, whatever that may be, and solving their issues. Reducing the stress, as a lot of our clients like to say. So stress is a big thing, and the less we have it, the better, depending <laughs> on the situation. But anyway, we make up our podcast by the the uh, issues that we, we encounter and deal with. They're kind of fresh. They're customized to the problem of, of uh, the owner. And it's amazing how replicable these things are. They can, you know, appear in different industries, different sizes, different personalities, but we've seen most of them. So we'd like to see yours too. Show me your, <laughs> show me your problems, right? <laughs> anyway, Adam, we, uh, we talk about a lot of different subjects and one of them is retiring. And that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, you know, I've tried retiring a few times and it doesn't work too well. It doesn't work too well. You can say I can plan for it, but planning what? I'm not a hobby guy. I like business. I like I like doing what we're doing. Adam and I have been together for 20 years, I say. And I love doing this stuff. So does he. So there's always going to be a place in our heart for us, as long as we can talk and think. And I doubt that sometimes <laughs> on my side, but, uh, <laughs> but basically we, we, uh, we want to help small businesses and we are doing that and we want to do it better. So today it's, uh, what do you, what are you going to retire to? If you're starting to think about retirement and people will Give it the short-term look about golfing or skiing or going out and doing whatever they're doing. 
in terms of entertainment more so than than serious uh, evaluation of, of what they would like to do. And even if you have hobbies, unless these hobbies are really consuming because you, you get so much therapy out of it, uh, it's going to be like anything else. It'll be like a job, right? It'll eventually get there pretty quickly. So what are you retiring to? I don't know. What do you think most people are, are thinking there, Adam? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those questions I think most of us don't wrestle enough <laughs> with. And the reason it's coming up, you know, one of the, the a couple areas that, that we focus our coaching on, one is on business transitions from one generation to the next. And so that could be family, non-family type stuff. Uh, we also help our clients grow and eventually maybe sell their business to a third party. And, um, you know, but you, you have all these, you have all these things kind of going on where if you, everywhere you look, Jack, there's questions. Are you ready for retirement? Or I can't wait to retire. Or can I can I retire now? There's there's all these kind of questions. Like like we're, we're we're shooting for this end game, and 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 what's that end game kind of look like? You know, and um, because as a small business owner, I don't think retirement is necessarily something that you're looking forward to. You know, I mean, isn't that is that something that old people do, Jack? I mean, they just sit and retire. You know, um, so that's what they do. <laughs> that's so, what they do, Adam. So so our question today. <laughs> What are you retiring to? And this goes back. I think I may have shared this story here on uh, on the air, but if not, I'll, I'll share it again. It's a quick story. Uh, one of my fellow Rotarians, um, he's now in his in his late eighties, and uh, he was active in the in the Navy. Kind of it was post World War II, so kind of the, the, the Korean conflict era, you know, that kind of time frame, Jack. Right. And so you talk about being in the in the Navy, and, and for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, the way it, it works in the U.S. government, and when you're involved in the, the armed forces is you basically, if you give 20 years, you can then retire, right? So you go in at 18 and enlist, and by age 38, Jack, you can just, I'm good. I, you know, I have a government pension for my military, and, and I got some money coming in. I got health care. You know, I can just, I can I can retire. And my buddy Warren talked about three of his compatriots who were all big gunners. Like, that that was their job in the ship, Jack. They were the, in, in the gunnery division, if that's a, the, the, the proper term, but um yeah that's close enough yeah so basically these are the guys that are taking care of, you know well, these are the guys taking care of those big guns in the ship right these are the guys that, you know and so that's a pretty important job in the navy as you might imagine um but as you get into the civilian life jack there aren't too many needs for for gunnery guys you know in terms of you know going around these big these big ships or tanks in in the in the civilian world and so he talked about there were there are three guys that all did their 20 years jack and they're 38 years old and all three of these guys retired to their back porch you know re retired to the to, to the rocking chair they just couldn't wait to kind of retire and just kind of you know chill out for a bit right and he told me something that I've, i i i remember to this day he said all three of those folks they were all dead in two, within two years jack all dead by the age 40 and warren told me he no said, coincidence he said it's because they didn't retire to anything. They had nothing to retire to. So they just sat around and waited to die. That's what they did. And he, he, he said, you got to have something to retire to. And it was tremendous wisdom, right? You know, you know, we, we all have folks in our world that will tell us stuff and you know, whether we hear it or, or don't hear it and listen to it. But I know it's a discussion that you and I have had a lot, right? And, and when, when, when you and I first 
started uh, growing MVP, and you were in a semi-retired mode, Jack, right? What the hell does that mean? <laughs> semi. semi semi-retired, right. right? So, um, so yeah, what does that mean? Well, what it meant for you was you were looking for your next thing without really knowing it. You were trying to slow down. You tried doing stuff. You, you know, you talked about that a little bit here on the air. You talk more about it today, if you, if you want, in terms of your your experience with it. But we we, we talk to clients about it all the time, Jack. And, and and the response is usually because we'll talk you know, you'll talk about how bored you were right in terms of stuff and they're always say well I wanna I wanna be bored Jack I look forward to you know having a chance to be bored because I'm so I'm so crazy today you know my day in and day out of running the company that I really look forward to that it's a it's the whole Calgon take me away right you know it's it's a tremendous relief where every, all my problems are gonna go away Jack, <laughs> Calgon right? so so is that what's gonna happen is that you know is that a realistic view of what what's going to happen when you when when you retire but i have to i have to caution our younger listeners about calgon okay calgon 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 for you younger listeners is is an is a dishwashing detergent that used to be prominent in the you know it couldn't be 50s it was 70s 60s oh no it was, it was a bubble bath wasn't it not the dishwasher. No, no. Calgon, take me away. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. Is it? Yeah. All right. So you're that's all right. So never mind. That's all right. That's... No, it's, it's Calgon, take me away. The, 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 the visual I have, this is for me, yeah, from the 70s when I was a kid. And, and it's a woman in a bathtub with a, you know, it was a, a bubble that's... bath. You see her cast of her day, right? The kids and the problems and, you know, this happening or whatever. And it's like, I get away to Calgon. And it's, it, it was her nirvana, right? It's, it's whatever you're, your nirvana is going to be right, Jack. So you, so you talked about. It. So hey, is it going to be? I'm going to be traveling. I can I can travel where, where I want to go. I can I can play golf or pickleball or I can spend more time with my kids or my grandkids. You know, and there's all these I'll call them fleeting thoughts because it's never really kind of gone through. It's it's like in the movie where you have that that laughing scene, right? You know, Austin Powers you know did a great job of this in Doctor Evil. And he's and oh, they're all laughing and the whole crowd's laughing. Oh, and then. All of a sudden, you know, they, they stay with it. And after 30 seconds, that, that kind of laughter died down. And now it's kind of awkward. It's like, okay, well, well, now what do we do, right? Well, I think that awkwardness is kind of what defines retirement, Jack. Like all of a sudden, here I am. I'm just I'm I'm plowing away. I'm doing I'm doing stuff. I'm doing stuff. And all of a sudden it, it now stops. And we, we we had a client recently who talked about this. And, and, and so again, you know, usually this will come up with, with clients of ours is we're, we're working through a transition. Or there's going to be, you know, you know, potentially selling the company. And we had a client recently talked about this. He said, hey, you know, and he had sold his company, Jack. I think he had, he had 90 days, kind of that limbo stage. And he said it was weird. So I kind of walk in and he's like, well, people did, you know, they kind of ignored me before, but they, but they at least respected me because I was the boss, right? He goes, now all of a sudden I'm in the limbo because I, I, I'm not the boss anymore. And yet here I am kind of taking up space. It was, it was just kind of, it was just kind of weird. It, it was kind of awkward. It, it's just a, it's an uncomfortable spot to be in or, you know, people will say, well, gee, you know, just go, just go kind of hang out and do your thing or, you know, whatever that thing might be. So there's, there's not a lot of good guidance for this, I guess, Jack, that's it, because it's just like, Hey, it's, it's something that's been imprinted in our minds. And that's, I think it's part of our culture here in America, which is hey, you go to school, you go work and then you go retire, Jack. And we're all working towards that retirement thing. Right. What a bunch of nonsense for a small business owner. Yes, it is. You never really retire. I mean, for for most people, they don't really retire, depending on what you you define retirement as. 
So if it's uh, where you're getting up at six o'clock every morning, now you're getting up at nine or 10, uh, where you have a, a schedule to go to, even though it's boring and monotonous, it, it occupies your time. You're in a routine. You get into a routine, which I think is usually dangerous from a standpoint of, of perpetuating yourself forward. You know, it's just the routine becomes another another uh, subject that's going to get boring in, in three months or six months because you, you can't put the change. It's a, it's a mammoth change in people's life, and that's minimized. And you got to prepare for that. But how do you prepare? What do you prepare with? What do you, you know, if you like to work, you like to work. And, and that, that in and of itself is great stimulation. And, and uh, you know, it's it's important to have those things identified with a little bit of, of knowledge about what it's going to be like. <laughs> I think I think people so, miss that Jack a little bit. I mean, the, the whole the whole thing sure that makes, they do. The, the whole thing that, that that makes vacation so much fun and so relaxing and so enjoyable, Jack, is the fact that you're taking a break from working your butt off, right? You know, so the the, the idea of permanently vacating, right? You're you're always or permanently vacation, I guess, versus you know, whatever. You know what I mean? In terms of always being on permanent vacation. So that's why we're asking the question the, the way we ask, and, and and we and we ask again, coming back to. If we're going through a transition where we're also one generation stepping back and the, and the next one's taking over, or again, if, if if somebody's looking to, hey, maybe it's time to sell the business, we're always like, okay, what are you going to do next? Again, what are you retiring to? That's the reason why we're asking the question that way is because, again, what what does Monday morning look like? And, and you know, Jack, you always have to ask that question to people when we talk about the idea of buying a company. So you want to envision that. Okay, envision Monday morning. Here you are. The troops are all looking at you now. Hungry birds looking right? out of the nest at you. Yeah, here comes mama. So, so I got a big gulp going. Okay, what does that look like? And is that, you know, okay, so what does that retirement thing look like? So, so what are you retiring to? So some other examples. Again, you, there, there's plenty of folks talking about this whole idea of travel and, and, and leisure and hobbies. And what we encourage people to say, hey, that's great. Well, how much of that stuff are you doing now? And if you aren't traveling much at all, you aren't doing, okay, well, look, we encourage our clients to say, hey, start doing some of those things. Start doing it now while you're working, right? While you still have the business. Like, try it out and see how it fits. Because it might sound like a good idea, Jack, but when you try it out, it doesn't, quite, doesn't necessarily quite work for you. Or it's good for a, for a few months or a couple of years, but it's not necessarily fulfilling where it's something. But try it because, Jack, some people are good at retiring. Some people some are. Some are. That's right. Now, That's right. Most, are, most aren't. Well, when it comes to owners, yeah, most owners are not. I, I would say maybe one in 10 are okay at retiring, but the other nine, they have to find something to kind of do. So the question becomes, well, well, what do I do? So let's start with that, Jack. You mentioned like getting into getting into business again. Well, how insane well, is that? Why would you get another business? I mean, you're just getting away from the business. Why would you get, in, get into business again? That sounds crazy, doesn't it? That's what you know. So that's what you do, right? <laughs> It isn't so much. It isn't so much. I can tailor it to give you stimulation and 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 fun all the time. It it comes along in spurts. That's what makes it valuable. Like snows in winter, you know, versus being in Florida twelve months a year. That'd be pretty hard, I think, for me. You know, for other people, no, we love it. I I love the place. I'm going to go down. It's it's an individual, very customized process, right? If you have a lot of money, 
and uh, like to to surround yourself in in the finer things in life, then okay, that's one way to retire. If you retire without anything, pension savings of significance to buffet your Social Security, that's another thing. So financially, you aren't set. You minimize your options tremendously. And, you know, you just become older. And the older you get, the less, less stimulation you have, the quicker you're probably going to end up in the grave. That's, but, a, that's, that's a great word, Jack, stimulation. I think amongst all the complaining <clears throat> and the frustrations that people might hear from owners, they forget how stimulating it is. You know, part of the thing that, that we love about small business, Jack, you know, because again, we've we've both been involved in, you know, big business and small business and everything else. One of the things that, that we love about small business is that it's 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 usually pretty different. Right? I mean, every day is a little different. There's there's, there's different challenges, there's new opportunities, there's things that, that just kind of happen. So there's a lot of energy that kind of gets created in that. Now, now we may get certain systems in place, but again, there, there's a lot of kind of freedom that goes with that. So you know, if you're if you're just again coming out of you know either you sold your company or you transitioned to that to that, that next generation, so you've, you've had a lot of a lot of learning over the last several years, several decades, Jack, of running your company, and you you you've had a lot of successes, a lot of a lot of mistakes along the way. Well, how much easier would it be to start or buy another company now, knowing what you know now? All right, come back to hey, how many people have said, Jack? Oh, I'd love to be. Be a twenty-year-old now, with my ex, you know, fifty-year-old brain, seventy-year-old brain, and, and kind of know what I know now, and be, and be my twenty-year-old body. Okay, well, well, business, Jack. Don't we have that opportunity in terms of? Sure, you do. That's right. You know, taking all that that knowledge and that and that learning, um, <clears throat> something that might blow people's minds. And and you have you have a great experience with this, Jack. You know, the, the whole idea of well, maybe being a minority owner in multiple businesses or doing things kind of part-time. So talk about when you were coming out of the corporate world, you, you had somebody throw an, an opportunity at you that you didn't quite recognize as being an opportunity. You, you thought that the guy was crazy talking about some part-time work. Do you remember that story? No, very well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was a, a vice president in a major company and I, I met a lot of people, a lot of interesting people, other business owners and executives of different kinds and types and one, one became, uh, he and I became, eh, I'm not going to say real close, but good friends, good respect for each other. And, and uh, he was very entrepreneurish, very entrepreneurish. And so I, I've had, a, up to that point, I had a big corporate background. And I was working, I was working, you know, in the, in the big corporation background. And he contacted me one day and said, look, he said, would you be interested and being the CFO of my company. And I said, well, from what I know about it, you've got a lot of subsidiaries there. You own a lot of other little companies. Your big company owns a bunch of little companies. <laughs> he said, well, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, we've got eight companies here. Would you uh, consider being a CFO? And I said, you got to be kidding me. I knew this guy, and, and I, I was aware of his business, and I had some you know, insight into it. And I couldn't comprehend doing that. It was impossible for me to get my head around that. Like eight companies, how in the world could I do it? And not that crazy. I mean, I had a good sense of it. But but uh, I couldn't imagine or see myself sitting in that position. 
having the, the responsibility for eight companies. But why? Why didn't I take that? Why didn't I retire into that? Well, as much as I like it, I don't like it that way. I don't know. You, 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 you find yourself defining things you don't like more so than what you like. And the things you like, you don't know well enough unless you have experience. <laughs> it's, it's a catch-22 situation. So you you see opportunities and you can't you can't act on them because you don't understand it. Now that wouldn't well now isn't good. Ten years ago, fifteen, twenty years ago, absolutely, you know. Well, so uh, that's well. Part of, I think what he talked about too, which was I think blew your mind too. I remember you telling this part. Well, he's talking about just well doing it part time. It wasn't a full time gig. He's like, well, yeah, you, you, oh, you can right. do part time, and, and your your mind was again. You're in that corporate mindset of well, no, it's. It's an on-off switch, right? It's it's not like what do you mean? Again, it, it was just it, it was so it was so foreign, and, and so so sitting here now, you know, forty years later talking about it, it's like, what the heck? You know, I mean, it, it, it's so obvious, but but then it wasn't. And it, but it's it's the perspective to kind of keep in mind in terms of you know how that can kind of work. So so you know the, the idea of maybe being involved in multiple companies. How about this, Jack? How about just you know getting involved with companies like so. As an owner, chances are you probably know other other business owners. So, how about just talking to some of those folks and kind of seeing you know, a, a big chunk of what you were doing when you came out of corporate America, Jack? Is you were doing some consulting for people, right? You're you're meeting these people and you're just you're helping them out and you were just again you were engaging with people, you know. And and so as a again, if you've um, sold your business and looking to sell your business, you know whatever it might be. The idea of starting to engage other owners and talking to them about stuff and seeing, hey, is there ways you could help them? And so maybe you wouldn't become an owner. Maybe you would become a, a small owner of that company, Jack. Or maybe you get, you know, maybe you you, you get a little a little fee. But part of this is, is try some of this about and, and, and try to share. You have a lot of knowledge. You know, the, 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 there's so much knowledge, Jack, and experience that I think goes away. You know, people who kind of take their chips off the table and just say, I'm, you know, I'm done, but they want to help out. There's, I think there's there, there's a big desire for this. You know, I saw with my dad when when, when he sold for uh, to my brother, he's been doing a version of some coaching. He's you know he's worked with Score. You know, if you're familiar with Score, it's you know basically uh, I forget what it stands for. It's something about retired executives, but basically it, it's it's folks with experience helping other folks out. Usually maybe earlier stage companies, but maybe again maybe it isn't for you to be running companies per se, Jack. But maybe. Maybe it is you kind of guiding or helping something out, but something involved in business and it's, it's okay. Don't, don't feel like guilty about it. Like you have to explain, like, it, it, it's like, we get it. Other folks, I guess will get it. Right. It's okay. Like the, the, maybe the rest of people in your life won't understand, like, why are you still doing that? You know, and it, it it's hard to explain to folks who don't quite get it, Jack, but with the right. other, again, start to explore other business opportunities. And, and, and part of the key is, Start to explore them now. Start to explore and kind of reach out. Have some of those conversations. Have some lunches. Have some beers. Just start to have some of those discussions and kind of see. Because a big part of what needs to happen is you need to have something that drags you out, that, that pulls you out to something else. And it's not going to likely happen overnight, Jack. You know, so yeah, you, you could you could, you could could sell. You could walk away. And okay, then you have all this time. <laughs> Okay, well, that what usually happens, and the reason why you you, you took it, it sounds like you took a year off a couple of times, Jack. Well, during that year off, is that's when you started doing some of this exploring. 
you had time to kind of go around and you know you were doing some of this stuff, right? Um, because you had time and you know you aren't really good at sitting and sitting still, not doing things, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so from a business standpoint, you know, um, there's there's a lot of things that that can happen, and don't take that off the table because again, there's a lot of stuff that you that you know that you've learned. And and when you're in the fire, you often forget about how much you're learning, Jack, because it, it's just coming at you every day. And until you start to engage another owner, right? When 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 Jack Barrett is talking, he's probably shaking his head, going, "This guy doesn't quite get it." I've I, I explained him what the opportunity is. He's not quite getting it. Okay. Um. So, but if you're not engaging folks, you'll have a chance to kind of kind of see is that something that's still of interest to you, because you have a lot of knowledge, a lot of skills, a lot of ability to help people. And we're here to tell you that's a lot of fun. We've been doing this you know, for, for over 20 years in the coaching stuff. Long time of, now. It's a lot of fun to help people and watch them kind of grow. So, okay, so business is certainly one area of, of things to kind of retire to. I think another popular thing, Jack, that you know, we should talk about a little bit is, is some volunteering stuff, you know? And so so maybe there's some organizations that you've been, you know, you've been supporting for a while. And I, I think what we usually find out, Jack, is uh, many of the small business clients we have are not these folks that want to be known, right? A lot of small business owners like to kind of be under the radar and doing stuff. And so many owners are very supportive of different causes. It might be where they're donating their time. Maybe they're donating some money. But usually they're kind of doing it on the down low. They aren't doing it to promote themselves. They're doing it because it's, you know, it's an important cause to them. And so one of the things that's often kind of thrown out there is, well, hey, now that you're not working anymore, Jack, well, you can just go volunteer. You got all this free time to kind of volunteer. It's like, okay, well, if you haven't been volunteering while you're working, Jack, I mean, what are the chances you're also going to flip the switch and go, hey, volunteering, that's the answer for me, you know? And, and so, <clears throat> again, if you haven't been kind of trying stuff out, you know, so maybe it's a chance to to try those things out a little bit, right? So whether it be if you're involved in a non-sector group like, you know, like, like Rotary or Kiwanis or something like that, versus maybe you're involved in, let's say, your church or something like that, or it's a neighborhood, you know, there's a, there's a group that, you know, uh, neighborhood support. But anywhere you look around, Jack, there are, all kinds of nonprofits and volunteering. And so talk a little bit about what you did, because you, know, you you got involved with a nonprofit volunteer. Tell a little bit about the, 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 that MSM story, in terms of how that, that wasn't on your radar anyway, I don't think. It just, but as part of being out and engaging with stuff, all of a sudden this volunteering kind of nonprofit thing showed up, like almost out of nowhere. Yeah, we, we, we decided that we, you know, I had a good friend who had a good friend and our skills were all different, three of us. Well, you know, I was more of the financial administrative guy. We had a, a guy who used to teach and was very uh, uh, educated and experienced in IT. And the third was a sales marketing guy. So it was a pretty good team, covered a lot of bases. And we were all about the same age. One, the, the IT guy was a little younger, about 10 years younger. But... Uh, we were looking for something to do. I mean, that's, as, as I recall, because it's about 12 years ago. I mean, this is not real young. I mean, the, uh, wait a minute. Okay, sorry about that. Um, yeah, we, we were looking for something to do. So we didn't buy a company, we started a company. And it was, more, more or less the brainchild of the IT guy, because even at my age today, I'm not an IT guy. I never will be. I've, I've, I, uh, 
<laughs> it's not my skill set, as they like to say. Right. But we we formed a company to teach to teach uh, and and have people buy our software, which basically uh, deals with the fundraising, primarily school fundraising uh, arena. And we've done very successful. We've been very successful in that. But that was done kind of as a retirement. Uh, you know, in my case, definitely just uh, something that we created, and it's grown now very nicely. It continues to grow. Well, I mean, we, uh, yeah, go on. Well, so you also got involved in a nonprofit with WPI. Yeah. And, and oh, the, that one. Yeah. yeah so, so, yeah. I misspoke. When I said I missed. I'm sorry. Yeah, WPI was a nonprofit that, that came about being as well, and nonprofits were not on your on your radar at all. I don't think. Okay, let me let me let me switch gears. Yeah, let's talk about WPI. Until you discover that uh, nonprofit is just like a for-profit, Jack. They just have different language, but it's basically a business, right? I mean, but it, most people don't think about it that way. And and we we no, and I, I I was in that <laughs> class too. I didn't think about it. I didn't know much about nonprofits. Right. But uh, yeah, I had a friend, and uh, his father was a doctor, and it, this all was kicked off by. By that event, that event being he retired. His father, doctor, in his eighties. Yeah, he retired. Party, right? Okay, and, right. <laughs> and he couldn't. He couldn't leave the hospital because that's all he knew. You know. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, so they were gonna just brush him away, and he was gonna leave, and that's it. Sitting at home, sit at home, uh, watching TV. I don't know what he'd do. You know, because he had nothing, nothing in line after that. Hospital stay, if you will, not stay, but uh, involvement as a doctor. Right. And we, we, uh, we being his son, my friend, we basically had a, uh, uh, a going away party for him at the hospital itself. And hundreds of people showed up. And that created the idea that, hey, we should honor him in, in a lot of different ways. But why don't we create a foundation and create a nonprofit? And we did that. And that filled a void I, I never knew. And I had nothing on the radar about that. But circumstances by engaging just sort of bumped into it. Same with uh, politics and raising money. You know, I was able to raise money pretty successfully. And that created some very interesting tracks. So I had all these new tracks laid down in front of me. And, you know, you, you all of a sudden come into a different world. That is not sitting around waiting to what? I don't know. You got to engage. You got to get involved with people again. And, and, and even more so than you ever did before, I think. Rather than be, hey, I want to get away from this rat race and just sit and watch the birds, right? Watch the birds. Give <laughs> <laughs> me time for that too, Jack. But, uh, um, but it's something, like I said, it's something that when we bring it up to people, this whole idea of a nonprofit, you know, we, we, we get those furrowed brows, like shaking heads, like, you know, I thought you guys were kind of nuts, not, I thought you guys were really nuts. Right? The whole idea, well, why would I do a nonprofit? Like, like why would I work for free? It's like, well, well it's, it's, it's like a business. But you know, coming back to that, this whole volunteering thing, the idea, well, if you don't find an organization that quite hits, hits what you're looking for, well, you can start a nonprofit. Again, come back to the, the idea that you can do this, Jack, right? It, it, it takes some time, but again, if it's something that you're, Usually it's a passion project in terms of something that you're volunteering about, you really care about. It's okay. So you got time and effort to come, but it's an opportunity, okay, or it's another possibility. And 
you touched on the next topic I said that, that I wanted to talk about. You, you just touched on it. It's always the case. So I'd say, you know, for, for those of you for the, for the listening audience, you know, Jack and I prepare our notes for the show. We, we do it separately. But it, it always amazes me how quickly we'll have a lot of the same points that will come up. So one of the other areas that, 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 that I want people to, to, to think about, Jack, and something you just talked about was politics. Okay, and that's something that we talk to, and we, we try to plant the seeds with most of our clients about politics, especially more of the younger ones, and try to encourage them to get involved. You know, whether it be at the local level or perhaps a national level or anything in between. But we talk about the, the need for our political systems needing more and more good people, especially ones who know how to get stuff done. Which is Jack? That's the epitome of a small business owner. They, they know how to get stuff done, you know, and and, and do stuff and work with people. And, and so, we'll often encourage people to get involved in politics. So yeah, so you got involved yeah, again during one of your breaks. You got involved in politics. It wasn't like it, you know. You, so, so what does that mean when they get involved in politics? So give people a little sense. It wasn't like you were a candidate running for office, Jack. But what did getting involved in politics look like for you? What were a couple of things that you, that you got involved in? Well, for for me, it uh, I, I had some time available. You know, I was in between again, and I'm I'm not a good golfer, but I love golf, if that makes sense. And uh, so, one of the members out there, son, was running for Congress, and I asked him uh, if he could introduce me to his son. And you know, that was I had free time. I like golf, but Okay, I'll get a little more involved, meet people, and I met met him, and I thought, okay, I'm watching, I'm looking at his hat that had a little little uh, banner for for the you know election going on or coming up, and basically I met this guy at the club and got introduced to his son who was a congressman, and he said, well, you know, what can you do? I said, well, I said, what do you need? So we need money. I said, well, I could probably raise some money. Now. Prior to that, I had no idea that that was available to me because I wasn't thinking about it. It wasn't on my radar. So after talking with him, I said, okay, I gathered 10, 15 people together and they all paid some money and blah, blah. So I'm raising money for him. And all of a sudden I'm getting totally involved in nonprofits and understanding Congress and meeting congressional people. And, and hey, this is pretty stimulating, very frustrating, but very stimulating. And that came about by engaging people and asking relatively simple questions. People are willing to help. And you can get involved in, in, in politics. It's a tremendous field to get involved in. Good people avoid it like the plague. But that's not the case. That's a great place to retire in. Get involved. They thrive on volunteer work. And you can make your own opportunities by all the people you'll meet. And if you have skill sets that are good, you can advance if that's what you want to do. Do you always have to advance when you join something? No, you can be humble and you can just stay behind the scenes and do good things. So, so, so there's lots of opportunities to get involved. And so what we see is there's, there's, there's almost an immediate um, again, immediate negative reaction when we, when we bring this up, Jack, because I think most people are thinking, hey, I don't want to be that candidate. I'm thinking, well, there's other ways to kind of get involved. And um, as much as we love attorneys, Jack, there are way too many attorneys that are involved in politics. And so we need more business-minded folks that I think can, can bring some common sense versus always going to the law or anything, you know, 
other things like that that you know, to us aren't signs of success, you know? And so the so politics is one of those areas, right? In terms of you know, there's lots of different ways to maybe kind of get involved in support and you know, chance are you've probably written some checks over the, you know, over the years, but maybe, okay, what else could you do? And again, these are all things that, that, that we encourage you to try while you're still there. So again, you're still running your company, but you're at that point now, you're thinking about getting out, either through a transition to the next generation, or again, you just want to sell and kind of, you know, and kind of move on from that. You got to, you know, you don't have to, again, Jack, you didn't do it. You, you just kind of, you, you left the corporate world, took a year, Okay, did a bunch of stuff, bought the company, sold companies, okay, took a year, and then, again, you can do it that way, too, um, but it's, you know, it, it becomes harder to, to kind of stop. I think your point, you know, if I don't know what that, that, that next step is going to be, but if I'm just stopping, that's the that's part of the whole retirement thing, like, I'm just stopping this machine. Well, to then get that machine kind of going again, it's hard, and, you, you know, you, you've talked about trying to get something Romeo's. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, Romeo stands for retired old men eating out. You've seen Romeo groups everywhere. Just go to your your, your local coffee shops. Um, you know, the McDonald's are back open again. Whatever, they're there, and there are a number of those folks, Jack, that are there that they've been there for years. And you, you try to reclaim those folks, and you've basically given up because they've they've stopped years ago. And to, to try to dust off and get that machine kind of going again, it's it's pretty daunting. And 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 not happen. Um, so there's lots of ways. Yeah. There's lots of ways to stay engaged. And we're trying to highlight today a couple of areas maybe you're not hearing so much about. Maybe kind of talk about it a little different way, and encourage you that this is something that's exciting to kind of look at. Jack, it, it, it's the next chapter in your life, right? You know, we don't need to be doing the same thing for thirty or forty years. And that's it. You know, hey, that's you can do it for ten years, for twenty years, try something else. I mean, you know, if you look at your. That's, what, that's a nice part about today's world. Yeah, you can you can do that. You can have multiple jobs, multiple companies, if you will. So you had yeah, you had twenty years mm -hmm. for America. You had twenty years kind of doing a bunch of different things on your own and buying and selling companies, and you now another twenty years of doing this. So I mean, that's that's mm -hmm. and this being a lot of other, it, but you know, so so why stop? You know, it's one of the things. If you want to stop, you can stop. But what we find is most people, they don't want to stop. They're being told that they should stop. They're, they're, they're being told all these things. And it's one of those things I know, small business owner, we don't like to be told stuff. Yeah, we have clients are saying this. Like, hey, he apologizes for being a pain in the ass, right? For, for pushing back on something. I don't want to be told. Out, or I hear you, but I'm not going to necessarily do it or you got to force me to do stuff. Okay, well, so we'll often push our clients when we coach them, like, we'll, we'll force them to try some of this stuff. First, I mean, because we, want, we know that that experience works and it's got to work for them. And and uh, again, retirement to us is a whole other word, Jack. But you know, if if you do it the right way, in terms of you know, there's other. What does it look like in terms of what's next? What are you retiring to? That's the question. The key part of the question to be asking: What are you retiring to, Jack? Well, you know, right now I'm I'm of an age where I'm thinking about retiring again. Thinking about it, as we said at the outset, people don't prepare for retirement. Well, all of a sudden it's on them and it's a huge step. You know, I got a couple of things that I'm, I'm chasing down now a little bit. One is volunteering for AARP. I look at that organization and it's a very appropriate organization that has some good points to it, some bad points too. So there's opportunities in both, both those camps. And 
politics, yeah. I have a grandson who's running for council, first time, very young. I get involved in that a little bit. And, you know, it's those kinds of things. I love cats. I love cats. I'm thinking of uh, volunteering. I don't know what that's going to take because I haven't been there yet. But one one of these cat shoulders. Uh, you know, why not throw a few hours in there? I like doing it. I, it. I've been searching things I like, things I enjoy. Just get involved. I know I can make a difference if it's a small business. That's the kind of thinking I think you have to go through. I, in my other attempts to do that years ago, you know, I got several things that that make sense, it seems, on the surface until I get to know them a little bit or whoever's running them or whatever their policies are. In the small business world, which is where I want to stay, I don't have any aspirations to become uh, you know, a, a Warren Buffett or a Bill Gates or anybody else. I mean, those days are gone. Keep active. Do something that's satisfying. And basically, you'll, you'll keep having opportunities until you're 100. I don't know. I don't know how long it'll go. But that's what you got to do. You got to be thinking about it now and exploring and meeting. And you can't, you, you can't be in a better position to do that, especially with the volunteer organization. Because you can not walk out or not walk back into business uh, next Friday if you don't want to, and that's that's a management that's a management challenge with trying to run small businesses that are nonprofit. But uh, yes, that's what you got to do. I think. Well, I think your point. You try to find things that you enjoy and you're investigating. You know, and so you're learning from your, you know your prior. You know, you, you had the ability to do that. And again, if somebody's Selling a business or they're transitioning out of a chance or they, they, they have some time, right? So, hey, if you can't find the time right now, just understand when, when you do exit, and you, you know, you have time to kind of search some of these things. But don't don't feel like you aren't involved, like you shouldn't be involved. You know, don't feel like, you know, you know, I don't know, if you feel like you're the old guy or the old gal around, it's okay. Again, you, you just come in, ask questions, and, and the opportunities are going to be there. Not sure they are, Jack, but you start to engage. I think if you engage in things that you're interested in, it means you're meet people that you're interested in, that have similar interests in. But don't don't take things off the table. Don't take things like another business or a nonprofit or politics. Like, don't take those things off the table. Just kind of keep those things open and see where it takes you, where the opportunities present themselves, where there's energy for you, where you get excited. That's where it comes down to. Because again, Chances are you aren't doing this for a paycheck anymore, right? So you know that, that that's part of that 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 mental shift where it's like I'm not, I'm not necessarily doing it for money. It's okay to make money, but I'm not necessarily I don't have to do that. So it's a shift of okay, well, I should really then be enjoying it or really making a huge difference, right? So it comes back to more of those things, Jack. In terms of here's what, what's really driving that. And so that's a big part of this in terms of trying to discover, you know, and and maybe that that that. 20 or 30 years of retirement for you is going to be the, the, the best 30 years of your life because you, you take all this prior knowledge and experience and put in something that, that you didn't know today, but as you start to guess, you, hey, this is what I've been made to do. Yeah, I got, yeah, I've been preparing all this time. I didn't know about this, for this opportunity, but now I'm, I'm able to do it. So if it's you becoming a candidate, fantastic, right? If it's you raising money for a candidate or, or doing okay, or if going in and fixing a, a big nonprofit like AR, okay, it's okay. So investigate those, you know, let your mind go. Let, you know, it's okay to try those things. Don't 
listen to those folks say, hey, go have fun, go enjoy yourself. They don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You know, so only you know what's enjoyable for from that standpoint. So it's on you to start to kind of do something. Hopefully, listening to our, to our chat here a little today, and you know, we hopefully got some sparks kind of going for you to be thinking about these things and, and, and different opportunities. So any other parting words for our, for our audience today, Jack? No, just uh, <clears throat> if you're you're thinking of retiring, start preparing. Even if you aren't thinking of retiring yet, if you're of an age where normal retirement, normal retirement is going on, start thinking about that and try things. As Adam just said, you know, get 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 involved in companies that you know are, are interesting to you, one way or another, or start your own. And, you know, there, there's so much out there. There's so much. It's the only regret I have in life. I won't be able to scratch the surface on everything that's available out there. Right. So, so the more things we find, the more things we realize we don't know or things we get that we're interested in. So, and that's, that's a great right. place to be. It's, you know, it's one of the things we love about small business, Jack, is the flexibility to go and kind of do those things and, and uh, you know, enjoy life from that standpoint. So. So hopefully you're doing that as well. We, we appreciate you listening uh, as we always do each week. That's our, you know, this is our show for this week. Um, as we said, this episode is 380, so 379 other episodes that are like this. Uh, the vast majority are Jack and I uh, talking, but we have a lot of interviews as well with uh, uh, current and past clients of ours, as well as other successful business owners. But our podcasts are geared to stand the test of time. So they aren't kind of going after some issue of today, but they're geared towards standing the test of time for you to, to run and grow and enjoy running your small business. And so if you like what you heard today, you can get all of our podcasts at our website, dirtysecretssmallbusiness.com. If you go there, you'll notice there's an episodes tab. If you click on that tab, you'll see search bar there. Whatever question, thought, comment you've got, you can kind of put it in there and it'll feed back to whatever shows we've done on, on that topic. If you don't find a show that, that, that suits your needs, you can feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you can do that through email at radio at maximumvp.com. Or give us a call, 330-849-0670. I'd be happy to answer the question for you directly or do much like we did today, put together a show uh, for everybody else to, to, to learn as well, because chances are, if you've got the question, somebody else does as well, they'll be happy to ask. Uh, if you prefer on the podcast player, you can get us at pretty much any of the big podcast players from Spotify to iHeart to the Apple Podcast. Just search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business, and you can subscribe to it and follow our show. It'll be delivered. We usually drop it up every Thursday morning. We deliver right there to your smart device. You get all the prior episodes there as well. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five star review. Love to get those uh, those views feedback. Uh, that's what we got for today. We appreciate the appreciate y'all listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.